They win it 36-28. Big win for the Cowboys. Tough loss for the Baylor Bears over the weekend. We got a lot on tap today for you. Uh, it's a busy Monday, and we have uh, Dave Aranda. Uh, we went over there. Uh, Barfield and I were on campus and uh, listened to what Dave had to say, and then we had our uh, one-on-one, our uh, exclusive uh, sit down with Dave Aranda and had a good visit with him. And Aaron, I thought by my standards, you know, I've been known to, hey, Mosley, you, know, you have like, we'll give you 10 minutes. I've been known to stretch that to 20, and I think you kind of know that about me. <laughs> and um, so I was all proud of myself. After about 11 or 12 minutes, I, I shut her down and moved on out. And then uh, the SID, David Kaye, said, well, you, you did set a new record for going the longest. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was almost I – mean, it was pretty close to 10 minutes. Thank so. you, buddy. I thought, I thought by my standards, again, I really held to it last year – it was like 20 minutes every time I sat down with him. It was good to be in person with Dave, and uh, he's not pleased. But, listen, they were probably not going to go undefeated this season. It just You're not going to run the table in this conference. And so maybe, maybe something good can come out of that. Um, it didn't feel very good. I mean, it's, like, it's kind of like when you lose, when your team loses, and both uh, Aaron and I, I'm a – fourth-generation Baylor guy. Aaron has all kinds of people in his family that went to Baylor. He grew up here. So he's a huge Baylor. You know, it's just weird. That night, uh, Aaron, I joked on the uh, on on Twitter that that first half was going to drive me to drinking. And, um, you know, I just like to sit out there. I'd been out there and had uh, some Topo Chico, and I'd been to an uh, Oktoberfest. You know, there's several around. I like the one in West. I like what they do there. I like some of the ones around Central Texas. And uh, so I was out, out and about looking around. People were carrying those steins around. Now, Aaron, I'm, I'm never gonna, uh, you know, even if I were had to, were you know, had that persuasion to drink. The, the thought of spending like an extra forty bucks to carry a stein around, like at that point, I don't know. That's to me, I, I think maybe there's still too much Southern Baptist in me to to be that public about just kind of walking around with a stein. <laughs> that seems a little much. Yeah, even even when I back when I still drank, I, I was the same way. I'm like, I don't need to advertise it out in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, well, you are a good Baptist if you're not trying to advertise things in public. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the Bears uh, Bears have a tough one, and uh, I, I would say. Based on, and again, the Aranda exclusive interview, we're going to air that at 3.40. We'll talk to Dave at 3.40 today. Always enjoy having Dave on. We've had some great conversations with him over the years and some really long ones. And I don't care. I mean, even if they just say, hey, you only get 10 minutes, that's fine. We'll make the best of it. And, uh, and I thought we got some really interesting stuff from Dave Aranda. You'll be able to hear that uh, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas at 3.40 today. 3.20 we are going to talk some Cowboys, and um, Aaron, it's kind of exciting. I don't know if you've noticed anything in the air. I, I feel like there's uh, there's some things going on at the station that I think are going to make everybody kind of excited. Aaron, I always think of you when anything's going on at the station. How's Aaron going to fit? What's Aaron <laughs> going to like? Is he going to like this? I think you'll like it, Aaron, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so as the week unfolds, we may have some news. We may. That's my tease. That's my tease. We may have some news for you, and that's going to be kind of exciting. Okay, Cowboys 
are going to be 320 today. And we're going to break that game down and a little bit of what's going on in the NFC East. But um, I, I, I figured out, Aaron, I've always, I've always had a little bit of an issue because I'm so focused on the Cowboys and watching what they're doing. And I'm usually out there. And sometimes I'm, I'm out at the games and the press box will have all the other teams. But it's still hard in that 12 o'clock window when you're focused on the Cowboys to have a great feel for what happens all around the league. Last night, and it was like an Aaron Sexton type night for me, I was up till 2 or 3 in the morning, and Aaron, I found this kind of cool thing, and you may already know about it, but I go to NFL.com, and in each game, they'll just go, and it's just back to back to back to back, like a five and a half minutes of highlights, and you get every score, and you get like every sort of big play, anything like 20 to 30 yards or more, or any field goal that's missed, Anything that sort of decided that particular game, they'll give it to you in about four or five minutes. And, and it's kind of addictive. You know, I kind of thought, well, I kind of want to see what the Eagles did. Oh, I kind of want to look at the, the Giants, okay? <laughs> then I want to uh, – Falcons in the in Washington football team were playing. And, and man, it, it, it was kind of cool. And, and I, so, I honestly, and we'll do more NFL tomorrow, I feel more on top of the NFL, Aaron, than I usually do. And I usually feel somewhat on top of it, but – I feel like I kind of got a peek at every single game. And what, what, I, what I really come away with after something like that is I can tell you, like, who the horrible teams are. Like, <laughs> who gave up 40? Like, Miami's bad. Who's Miami's backup? Tua wasn't even playing. It was um, – Brissett. Yeah, yeah, Jacoby Brissett was out there. And uh, he's not that bad. I always kind of like Jacoby. But um, it's just funny how you get used to seeing a guy in an indie – in an indie, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, uniform in like number seven. Well, he was number fourteen. It was just a strange look to me. When I think number fourteen these days, who do I think of? Who do you think of if you see number fourteen in the NFL, modern day? For some reason, I think of Fitzmagic first, first hmm. and foremost. Maybe it's because he's been with the, you know, the Washington Football Team. He's been with the Dolphins. He's been with all of those teams. And for some reason, number 14 comes to mind. Okay, what was going on the other night out in that, whatever that light is over there, Aaron? Sometimes I'm in my other studio, and Aaron and I are it together. That little light's triggering me. I mean, I, I feel like it could cause me to have issues. Can you turn that off? <laughs> that is the phone Oh, signal. is that when the phone's ringing? Yeah. Well, pick it up. Tell them. Well, it's, it's not. Oh, okay, it's not what we okay. Anybody, by the way, you can text us. Always love the uh, the collision uh, CNC Collision Center text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. What'd you think of RG three? What'd you think of uh, Robert Griffin the third's uh, performance the other night? I here here's what you know what I started to get at the other day uh, or a few minutes ago, Aaron. You know how when your team wins, the food tastes better, the drinks are better. Like, everything's just better. The announcing's better, too. Like, if your team's playing, you know, you, it's like, oh, man, I like this announcing. I, that was an interesting deal. I would just say this. I don't want to get too far into this because Robert's a, a friend of the show. Um, that's a tough thing to get put on, to get assigned, is in your, like, third or fourth game you've ever done, go do your alma mater. And, of course, you can't be uh, a homer at all. I just think he got put in a tough spot. So let's keep let's let's just agree to kind of leave the door open on on RG three as a broadcaster because we love the guy and we want him to do so well. 
All right, what were we watching in that first half? Well, not much of anything. It, it's some of the worst offense we've seen around here in quite a while. And uh, it was frustrating. Nothing was working. They had a deep ball to Estrada. Um, but as I brought up, and you'll hear me talk to Dave Aranda about this at 340, Aaron, I, this is um, when, when you're a coach like Aranda, who's a big defensive guy, and you coach ball security and taking the ball away, and you get three takeaways, you're plus three at halftime, and you're down 14 nothing. that's almost unheard of. In fact, if you're plus three in a game, I bet the, I bet the odds show that it's like, you, you, you're, if you're plus three, oh, do you have this, Aaron? I see you reaching for like, uh, is, do you have some numerical data to back me up on this? I'm just grabbing my game notes. I okay. Always, I, I, thought, I thought, my gosh, Aaron's ready for this. <laughs> I would almost say, Aaron, that, I don't know this to be true, but if you're plus three in a game uh, on turnover margin, you should win that game probably about 90% of the time, maybe even more than that. And uh, and they were down 14 nothing. I don't know about college, but I know that um, there was a, the, uh, a website di- did research on that from 2000 to 2020. If you had three plus turnovers, you were you were over ninety percent to win the game. I think yeah. it was like ninety three percent or maybe ninety five percent. But it's ninety nine percent in my mind, Aaron, that you wouldn't be down fourteen to nothing. I mean, you might maybe there's some tie games or maybe there's close. But but being down fourteen nothing was very dispiriting. They get the big touchdown. Spencer Sanders was trying to hand you that game. He if you get pressure on him. He's not good. He'll flail it up there. My man Bryson Jackson, Raleigh was making some good hits and some good plays on the ball. Raleigh Tejada, uh, JT Woods was making some great plays. These dudes came to play, and I and I really hate it because there were some great defensive performances in that game, and uh, that was one of the things Dave Aranda talked about is, hey, we, we had some great individual standout-type performances, but we have to have it as a team. So I hated uh, – again, I don't want to – I think it's easy to go, well, play calling. I, mean, I got a buddy out of East Texas, and, and, in fact, we had his dad on recently. His dad's a famous Baylor player, um, and, uh, and he's always if, – if Baylor's going wrong, play calling, play calling, play calling, that's always the simplest thing to call out. And generally, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if we can blame this all on the play calling. There may be some execution issues. Well, that, that took too long to – that took too long to fix. That took, that took too long to clean up for the Bears. I mean, you can't just sleepwalk all the way through uh, a, a, first, a first half like that. And they finally got something going midway through the third quarter, and they, 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 they broke through on that fourth and two play. But, you know, I, I, whether it be play calling, coaching, adjustments, it, it, it didn't happen fast enough. Like, you can see it happening. I've heard rumors. There are rumors floating around out there. Oh, somebody had their calls. Somebody had this or that. Even if that was true. And I don't, I don't even want to really entertain all that stuff. But even if there was something to that, you better recognize that. And you better get those things changed in a hurry. And you can clean that up. And you can do some different things with wristbands or whatever it is you need to do to prevent that. But uh, uh, you can't let yourself get pumped for a half. And that's what happened with that Oklahoma State defense. And that Oklahoma State offense, that quarterback is so inconsistent and so untrustworthy. I mean, he does some good things, and he'll make some good throws. But, I mean, 
at one point, Aaron, did you hear RG3 saying, basically suggesting that uh, Spencer Sanders was r- wondering why they kept making him throw, that he, that he probably wanted to run the ball because they were doing so well? And, and, and it was like the, the, old, the offense coordinator, is it your chick or whoever was the offense coordinator there now, uh, and Gundy, they just kept doing it. We're going we're gonna to keep throwing this ball. And Baylor kept picking it off. And, but, but then to go have a – think about that. You get a change of possession. You get all the excitement that comes with that, and then you go three and out. That, 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 you talk about a huge emotional drain on a team. That's what happens. That's what happens to a team. It's just the, the, the emotions are just completely sucked out of them when one interception, two interception, three interception, and you don't do anything with it, the defense can't help but feel like betrayed. And, and, and I'm sure they'll keep, do a good job and keep leaning on each other, but the, the, the defense had to be getting extremely frustrated. Absolutely. And uh, it was – man, they punted their first eight straight possessions. Eight straight punts. Yeah, okay. to start the game. Yeah. Um, that was, how many first downs? Maybe two? Yeah. Might have had two first downs in the first half. I mean, it was – and it was only because that long ball, Estrada. Right. I mean, that that pretty much took care of like half their offense in the first half. And and by the way, in the second half, it's not like they just lit them on fire. Fifty-five yards. You know, when we talk about the offense running for, uh, I think Smith Abram had a ninety-seven yards rushing or somewhere in there, and they ran for a little over a hundred yards. Did Tristan Ebner? Finished with like one yard rushing. I, it may have been negative. I'll have to look that I up. I think it was like one yard is what is the last thing I saw. I mean, that, and Ebner's such a great player. I mean, oh, I, I kept thinking, God, they're kicking to him. But, you know, credit Oklahoma State. Did you notice on those kickoffs, Aaron? I mean, they were – that dude was trying to – I mean, he was trying to find something, and they were down, they were down there, and they had him bottled up and were taking care of business on that. Now, Aaron, this is a point – you and I might disagree on because I, I think I saw you tweeting about this. I love it when you tweet. I mean, I, you know, you had kind of turned your back on Twitter, and then you came in here <laughs> with Mosley, and I've lured you back into You've, it. Um, and now I can't stay off of it. Now yeah. you're addicted to it. I think it's great. I think it's been good for your life. Uh, I don't know your dating life. It's but sports I think Twitter, good. so, yeah, it's sports not bad. I, I stay okay. out of the other side because it gets really toxic. Stay but. off that Facebook. Don't get all political and everything. <laughs> Just do the sports. Now – at some point, I guess what midway through the fourth quarter, Bears have a fourth and four at their own 36. Now, I got to say, you know, because as fans and media and everything, a lot of times you're like, go, go, go. You know, go for it. The team wants you to go for it. And they've been really good on fourth downs. Now, I, I don't want to say you had a cheap second guess because I think right away you were saying bad move. Bad move. Don't do that. Don't do that. It looked desperate. Defense was playing okay. I mean, I guess for me, I was so sick of punting in that game. And Isaac Powers is a good punter. But uh, I, I was just so sick of watching all that that, that I was kind of like, you know what, that's okay. Now, but what got me more than that, Aaron, is so you boot, you, you do something. The, the, the play has to be because to that point you were doing some weird things. Third and five, you're running it. Uh, one time you were on a third and eight, and you ran it. You're, you're, you're playing a little bit like you were against, like, Texas Southern 
or some of their Texas State or some of these other schools. You can't like you're on the road in a hostile environment, and I know you want to think about going for it on fourth down, but you really, as fast as that defense is, and is is as great as they are at sending that safety, you can't be up there running on third and eight. You just can't in that environment, and everybody's looking like, what's going on? What are they doing? And 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 I don't think they totally adjusted to. The speed of that defense, the speed of the game, the, the atmosphere, for whatever reason, it happened too fast for them. I, I don't really have a huge problem with them going for it there. It's it's 17 to 14 at that point in the game, and I think there's a thought. They're in a, they're in a decent, obviously, field position for them. Not They're in their own they're in their own 36. If they get it there, maybe they can sustain a drive. Either they go tie the game. Or go up. They just had two touchdown drives, and 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 Aaron, they whatever that was, some kind of rollout deal. He got in trouble, and there was no chance. I hate, I hate on a play you have to have when you run something that doesn't have some 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 options. They ran him out. He immediately is in trouble. If you drop him straight back, did you see the one they missed earlier? Maybe it was the first half. I thought. Golly, that looked good. They tried to hit Taekwon on a hot route, on a on a um, on, you know on a not a, on a drag route across the middle, and and it was just too fast by Gary, and he couldn't haul it in. That's what they needed to be doing: tight ends, drags up the seam, and and yet they were just so hell bent on running the ball and trying to bounce stuff outside. That defense was too dang fast for them to do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't I, – I'm I, – you know me, I'm all for aggression. I, I'm, a, I'm a big analytics guy, and most of the time it says it, you should go for it. I thought they should have punted, but I didn't um, – I wasn't like, oh, no, that's terrible, yeah. you know. But I, I, saying that, I actually had a bigger problem with what you mentioned, which was handing the, uh, Ebner off tackle on third and eight. I thought that was I was I was more upset about that than I was going for it on fourth down because I'd much rather you be aggressive than not. Um, like I said, I would have preferred that they punt there, but um, the the third and eight call where they just handed yeah. it off to the left to Ebner and he gets stuff for for no gain. I, I was just like, they've been trying that all game and it hasn't worked. Yeah, and in on top of that, Aaron, the uh, the timeouts, you know, that, that were happening. They're needing to hold them to a field goal to so it'll just be 20 to 14 and not get to 24 14. And they start burning timeouts and it's like strange stuff and people weren't ready and it was extremely untimely. I mean, if you got to burn one on offense to save from getting, I mean, you know, I sometimes I get it, but the, some of the stuff they were doing was just flat out 12 men on the field not being prepared, you know, in the past. <laughs> When Baylor has a bad game, Aaron, I have to watch myself because sometimes I'll get Baylor's miscues mixed up with the Cowboys' miscues because <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys, I'm so used to them doing some weird stuff too. But it was not a good performance. The silver lining is that they played about as bad as they could play and they were in the game and had a chance to win. It was 17-14, and they legitimately had a chance to go win that game. In fact, uh, I'd love to have seen what would happen on third down if if Matt Jones doesn't get the uh, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct over there. 
and 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 I asked uh, Aranda about that Matt Jones. I didn't. It was hard to know exactly what happened over there. And we'll talk of that. Uh, we'll talk to him about that at three forty. All right, we got some uh, got some Cowboys to go. Better news if you're a Cowboys fan out there. We know there's a lot of you. Uh, Cowboys improved to three and one, and now appear to be one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Let's discuss that win next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. A high-pressure ridge will be the main dominating force for our weather this week with little to no rain chances and minimal humidity. We're looking at mostly sunny skies today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, another day filled with a lot of sunshine and a high of 89. Wednesday, expect more sunny conditions and a high of 87. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. The Baylor Bears return to McLean Stadium this Saturday as they host the West Virginia Mountaineers. Our coverage of Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas begins with Game Day Live from Touchdown Alley Saturday morning at 7 a.m. and it's presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll have a preview of the Bears and the Mountaineers plus a look around the Big 12 and a whole lot more. Don't miss Baylor Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni Saturday morning at 7 from Touchdown Alley on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. You've trained for this all year. Endless hours of cardio, conditioning, and weights. And now you are ready. Ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand. Through the lines, lost fans, and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance, all without spilling a drop of your ice cold Bud Light. Welcome back to football, sports fans. All right, it is uh, time to get over there to Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Uh, went by the lot, in fact, uh, earlier today. Looked over there. What a gorgeous day. It is uh, Monday, that first Monday. Very busy day at uh, some of these dealerships, and Alan Samuels is no exception. 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. And um, I, this is some of the deals right now, the 2021 Ram 1500 quad cab Lone Star with total values up to 6250 or 2.9% for 72 months plus $2,000 bonus cash. And that's why Ram trucks, uh, the owners are so loyal to the brand. And then that 2021 Grand Cherokee Laredo, I have one, I believe it's a 2019 
Grand Cherokee Laredo. Love the vehicle. Uh, and then remember this 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L, the beautiful, rugged third-row seat Jeep with the incredible uh, – uh, those things are arriving daily, and you're going to fall in love with that. Uh, see dealer for details. All offers have some uh, credit requirements, which will be over okay over there because Ted Teague really takes care of folks. It is your friend in the car business. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dallas Cowboys used the running game with Ezekiel Elliott carrying 20 times for 143 yards. Cowboys had a total of 245 yards on the ground. Dak Prescott threw for four touchdowns, and the Cowboys beat the Panthers 36-28. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Las Vegas Raiders back in L.A. to face the Chargers kickoff at 7:15 on ESPN. Clemson out of the top 25 for the first time since 2014. Baylor also drops back out of the top 25 after their loss to Oklahoma State on Saturday. Alabama renames number one followed by Georgia, Iowa, Penn State, and Cincinnati rounding out the top five. OU is at six, Oklahoma State moves up to 12, and Texas in at 21. The Cleveland Indians have played their final game ever, beating the Rangers in the last game of the season, six to nothing. Rangers end the season 60 and 102. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas, along with Aaron Sexton, we continue through a busy Monday. Uh, lots of Baylor comments coming in. If you want to sound off, you can on the CNC Collision Center text line. That is 254-662-1660. Let us know what you thought. Um, it, it just did not go well. Um, I had uh, an opportunity to sit down with Dave Aranda, and uh, we will uh, – we will play that for you at uh, just coming up in about 15 minutes. Okay, that's going to happen at uh, about 13 minutes, three three uh, forty. We're going to play that uh, interview for you and uh, let you react to all that. But if you have something you want us to react to, also on the Baylor front, uh, today is the defending national champion Baylor Bears' first official practice. All right, they've been working out together and doing all that, but this is the first uh, um, uh, practice. And I gotta, I gotta make sure I got this right, Aaron. But I'm, I believe I'm gonna get to put my eyes on at least the last part of, of today's practice. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna jump off the air at four o'clock and then uh, race across town uh, to the practice facility there and and put my eyes on uh, on, on this Baylor practice and see kind of. I'm anxious to see what the freshmen look like. Uh, uh, so uh, how do we say his name? Soshan. I gotta make sure I get that right because uh, seemed like uh, uh, Fran Priscilla was getting on to me about that. So Soshan, S O C H A N, Jeremy Soshan, and then uh, of course, man, they got Kendall Brown. They've got so many fun. Langston Love is another guy they have coming in as a freshman. Some really, really fine recruits coming in for the Bears. And these freshmen are not guys that are going to come in with their hat in hand. Hey, thanks, Coach. Thanks for having us. We'll just sit over here in red shirt. Now, these guys want to go play. And uh, they they got James Akinjo at guard. Uh, they, they obviously have uh, Everyday John is back. Um, uh, 
Matt Meyer is back as well, and uh, the man from Presbyterian College, the Presbyterian University, uh, is back. So, I, I mean, this is, um, is going to be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait. I think we may have a little access to Coach Drew, and uh, so uh, love that bunch over there. And we'll go, uh, we'll go over there because we need to be represented and uh, I love uh, I love showing up at Baylor men's basketball practice, and we'll kind of take a peek at it and see what's going on. Today is that first practice. Now they used to kind of have uh, Aaron. You remember when we were I don't know maybe college age or younger, they would have kind of like a midnight madness deal, and they just kind of open it up, and we would show up over there and watch them practice, and it was kind of a fun deal. I don't know if Kansas getting in trouble with Snoop Dogg and the uh, pole dancers. Uh, made everybody scared of uh, of doing that, but uh, but who knows? I would love to, I would love for a, a midnight madness for the women and the men. Let's get that going again, Nikki. I mean, Nikki's all she's all into social media. Nikki, could, she would get something going like that. But I mean, I'm just saying, the I think what Baylor thinks is they got a game coming up soon. It'll happen in November. I'd have to look. I want to say that first game is the ninth or the twelfth of November, maybe November twelfth, and that's when they're going to raise the banner, raise that national championship banner. Now, they're playing somebody not good. I can't remember exactly who it is, but they're not very good. Aaron, that's a game we need to be there. Don't you think so? We'll be over there in our media seats. But I, I'm, I'm going to abandon my media seats and go over to another part of the Farrell Center so I can kind of – I want to give it the juice. When they raise the banner, I'm not going to be in the media. I'm going to get out there with the fans and, and whoop it up a little bit. All right? I, I think that's okay. You think Tommy will sign off on that? Sure. I'm sure. I mean, I'm fourth generation, <laughs> sir. Come on. Come on. I've got credentials. Um, but uh, I'm very excited about that. We're going to go over and check out the, uh, the Bears today. Okay, real quick, because we got Dave Aranda coming up. Cowboys win. And there's a lot of different things to get to. We will get into more of it this week. Um, they continue to do it without – Aaron, let's see if I'm missing anybody. Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong hadn't been out there. The um, the there's another there's another pass rusher that they, oh uh, Bradley Anay the defensive end has not been out there. I mean they're missing all sorts of defensive players and even in the secondary you know Kelvin Joseph hadn't been playing. Uh, maybe the tall kid the third rounder has been out there on special teams lately. Number I think he might be 25. I saw I saw a guy that looked extremely tall and I thought that has to be that has to be that rookie. Right. Nishan, Nishan right. Right, yeah. yes. I thought you were saying right, Moses. Yeah. <laughs> Nishan Wright, yeah. Um, so we'll keep our eye on that whole situation with injuries and everything. But let's talk about who is playing. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is becoming a superstar before our very eyes. We wondered, uh, is, is, I mean, it's going to be tough that Micah – uh, has to step in there and, and, and already be the, the star of the defense and, as a rookie, and that's tough. And, and uh, Lawrence is out. I mean, who's going to be the leader of that thing? Is Van Der Esch, is Jalen Smith? Well, lo and behold, I don't care if he's a leader or not. He's just flat out the best player on the field, really on either side of the ball. Trayvon Diggs is scary right now. He's got five picks through four games. And, uh, Aaron, for folks that play fantasy like us, I mean, if you've got the Cowboys defense right now, they're, like, leading the world in takeaways. I mean, I don't know ex- exactly know how many they have, but I bet it's, like, it's got to be, like, 12 or something. Think about that. If he has five, we'll look that up. But Trayvon Diggs has five interceptions, and he basically almost leads 
the the uh, most teams, um, if you combined all their players with interceptions, Trayvon Diggs is right up there at the top and uh, playing beautifully, closing on the ball. You can't throw an out on him. You, you, people, he's sitting on routes like crazy. And then if he gets his mitts on anything, he he. I mean, it's really like almost you have to go back to Dion or Everson Walls or for real old-timers, like a Cordell Green type, or if you really want to go old school, Cornell and Mel Renfro and those guys. But I'm just saying, I'm not, and I'm not saying he's that guy yet or he's prime time yet. I'm just saying, <clears throat> right now, he already, to me, looks better than Byron Jones ever looked and Newman ever looked. And I love Terrence Newman as a friend to this day, and, and I love Terrence Newman, but but Terrence Newman was never this level of a playmaker. And I'm not saying he's going to get a, a interception in every game, but, you know, the Baylor guy that plays for the Dolphins, the X-Man. Xavier uh, Howard. Xavier. Xavier Howard. Yeah, Howard, yeah. Uh, that's a guy who gets a ton of interceptions in the league and sometimes leads the league. It looks like Diggs is well on his way to that. So, um, that I, you know, I don't think I'm overstating it to say – that Diggs has arrived, all right? And Micah Parsons looks great, too. Now, I really am liking the interior of that defensive line. They, they got some guys. Urban's doing a nice job. But Chauncey Golston has been active now for, like, two weeks. I think that was the second week he was active. And the sucker was, like, breaking everything down. And then Odigizua, uh, who's a rookie. I mean, all these guys are rookies. Now, not Urban. But I'm just talking about like Golston, Odigizua. I mean, these guys are these guys have barely been around for any period of time, and they're making plays and crashing the pocket. And they're already talking about Kelvin Joseph replacing Brown at cornerback when he comes back if he gets healthy, which they think will either be this week or next week. If that happens, look at that draft class. That will turn out to be an incredible draft class, and as with last year's, especially the top two picks with C.D. Lamb and Diggs. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and there are some games they don't even need CD to go crazy. I mean, Amari had a nice game, and he was banged up. He was, uh, you know, he he was limping around and had some kind of hamstring issue. Comes back, burns them deep. But um, I mean, Cedric Wilson had a really nice move down there around the goal line. The, the tight ends, if they can get uh, uh, Dalton Schultz to stop fumbling. Um, I, I mean, now I would say if the Panthers were going to have a gripe today, that was a huge gripe. I mean, that was a bad call. They, um, I think it was Shaq, what's that guy's name? Shaq Thompson, Shaq something, that linebacker number seven for the Panthers. Uh, he, that was a great form tackle. He picks, he picks Dalton up, and Dalton just flat out fumbles. Ball's out, ball's out. And they say, well, forward progress stopped. Can you imagine them calling a tight end? Forward progress right in the middle of the tackle being made, and uh, you can't re- review forward progress. So the Cowboys got to keep that ball. Uh, Panthers would have had the ball near, like maybe midfield or uh, maybe even in Cowboys territory. That was a big, big call in that game because it was, I think it might have been 13 7 or maybe 14 13 right around there. All right, lots to get to, and we'll have more Cowboys as they go. Um, Zeke. Looks good. Pollard looks good. They're complimenting each other. Zeke is is being used properly. You know, you you beat him up and you and you fed him constantly early in his career. 
this is good right now. 10 carries for Pollard, uh, whatever, 16, 17, 18 carries for Zeke. This is perfect. I mean, I, I used to think you got to feed him. You got to keep hitting. You got to keep hitting it. Man, he's, he's so productive right now. I mean, the Cowboys on first down, did you see what they averaged on first down? They're Aaron, their first down by rush was nine yards per carry. Wow. So, I mean, I and I, again, I'm not saying they were doing it every time on first down, but, I mean, it was still pretty pretty crazy. All right, um, we do have Dave Aranda, the exclusive Matt Mosley show, and, of course, all of ESPN Central Texas, Tom, Aaron, all of us, Ward. We will hear from Dave Aranda. He's next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott is under center. Only heard here. And they're going to play fake and boot to the right. And the wide open tight end is at the 20 at the 15. All season. Schultz made a move to the goal line. The touchdown machine. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Giants Sunday at 2.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. My house has a new football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner it's time to replace those old windows when you call universal windows direct it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member universal's exclusive unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by energy star for eight consecutive years they offer zero percent financing for 60 months that's zero percent financing for 60 months contact universal windows Direct for a free in home estimate, universalwindowscentraltexas.com, or call 254 301 7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. This is Jim Haller proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long 
story short, we said, let's go for it. And a week and a half later, thanks to Redwoods Incorporated, we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy. And to make it even better, the cost was less than we had budgeted. Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations. If you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service, go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated, conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's Restaurant. You'll be glad you did. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dallas Cowboys used the running game with Ezekiel Elliott carrying 20 times for 143 yards. Cowboys had a total of 245 yards on the ground. Dak Prescott threw for four touchdowns, and the Cowboys beat the Panthers 36-28. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Las Vegas Raiders back in L.A. to face the Chargers kickoff at 7:15 on ESPN. Clemson out of the top 25 for the first time since 2014. Baylor also drops back out of the top 25 after their loss to Oklahoma State on Saturday. Alabama renames number one. One, followed by Georgia, Iowa, Penn State, and Cincinnati rounding out the top five. OU is at six, Oklahoma State moves up to 12, and Texas in at 21. The Cleveland Indians have played their final game ever, beating the Rangers in the last game of the season, six to nothing. Rangers end the season 60 and 102. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Pitch in the backfield. First down and more to the 50, to the 40. He's gone. 20, 10, touchdown, Bears. Abram Smith, 55 yards for the first points tonight for the Baylor Bears. Was a, uh, a, a good moment from the other night. We had some rough moments, uh, the Bears did, and um, that was a good one. And uh, just blew right open along the left side. Abram took it to the house. And Bears were back in that thing and then hung around the rest of the half for the most part. And Oklahoma State finally there at the end put that game away. You expect to probably lose in Stillwater, but when you, when you have a plus three turnover margin, um, you, uh, you don't expect to lose. You really have a great opportunity to win the ball game. That's one of several things that I talked about in our sit-down, our exclusive with uh, Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda. Matt Mosley with um, head coach Dave Aranda uh, on Monday on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Dave, let's get right to it. I think uh, a very important aspect of this game the other night. Uh, have you seen tape of Apu's River Dance? I have. You know, we're we're addressing that today about you know it's probably not the best time to have dances on the sideline of a critical <laughs> game, and so I think that's something that uh, as a team we can we can do better at. Okay, he, and he's saying this with a smile, by the way, because it was for a big man. You have to. It was pretty nice. I mean, you kind of have to admit that. You know, after uh, we win the Big Twelve championship. It'd be great to pull out that dance, but I just think in the middle of a game, it's probably I got not you. appropriate. I got you. It did lead Sports Center, by the way. It was I think it was Scott Van Pelt. All right, maybe you didn't want it to. Um, I would think knowing you and being a defensive coach and knowing your how much possessing the ball and getting the ball is such a huge deal to what you do. Being plus three at halftime and being down 14 nothing that has to be a new one on you and i would just think that 
part of that has to drive you nuts. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think, you know, I look at defensively. I think we can be um, we can be better at details. We can be better at uh, defending the run. I think that is something in the last two weeks that um, that is going to take a real strong approach from us as coaches and a real strong um, buy-in with us as players. And then I think offensively to, to take advantage of those minus fields and to take advantage of the extra possessions is something that we just have to capitalize on. We talk about complementary football. And so that's, that, you know, up to, up to uh, Saturday, that is something that we had really excelled at. And so we have to get back on track with it. Yeah, and you, you made an interesting point earlier about how you, you do have some unbelievable individual players and you want to get back to that team defense. But, I mean, it's some of the hitting the other night, I mean, you see some of that, and I know it has to get you fired up. I guess the, when you look for positives in a game like that, the first half, I know you didn't want to – I mean, I'm sure looking at the film was, was tough for that. But to see the guys – I mean, that, that game could have gone a different direction. And you're 17-14 in an ugly – game where you haven't accomplished really much of anything what you wanted to on offense. I mean, part of that has to tell you in a hostile environment, that to me would be the positive part of it. Yeah, I think the last two weeks you can see the grit and you can see the fight and you can see the belief and the um, the commitment to, you know, your brother. You can see that. And I think, you know, along with that, we have to bring attention to detail and discipline and, um, you know, um, really find focus uh, and keep our focus on the focus. And so I think those are things that we're talking about and working on this week. Um, talking to Dave Aranda on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Um, I, 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 I want to say first, before I bring this player up, he's had an unbelievable year. And so this has to be a a tricky thing for you. Matt Jones, uh, linebacker, the other night, and I was watching you on the TV broadcast. Uh, he gets called for, I think, 15-yard penalty there, uh, and you basically, from your body language, just like keep him off the field, even though he has really been one of your best players this season. Um, was that – it didn't look like it happened on the tackle, and I know it's so close quarters. Was it just is and I know you're trying to get those guys to stop doing things like that. Is that jawing? What what exactly happened over there? Yeah, I think on the the ensuing tackle that was on the sideline, there was there was jawing back and forth. There was pushing off of people. There was balls thrown at people. There's just a lot of extracurricular that really, you know, is not football. That that has no place in a game like that. And, and it's something that we totally control, you know, outside of uh, maybe what an opposing player does, outside of maybe what a ref will say or do. We can control our actions and our emotions, and that's something we just have to be better at. Yeah, and, and that's, that's an interesting – you have these phrases that you kind of introduce us to, and I think it's uh, competitive maturity – is one of the things you talk about. And, and I remember even like very early in the season, maybe the first NFL game, you showed some of your players. Right. So I'm sure that's when you say, I'm going to hold up with my coaches and think, is there some more we need to get through their minds? What are the repercussions? I hear you sometimes go, we have some repercussions for that. Is that 
taking away playing time? I mean, the old school way would be running them like crazy. Is it a combination of that kind of thing when they mess up like that? It is. Yeah, I think playing time is the end of the line. And I think, you know, I, I just think, I just feel for so many guys, right, um, football a lot of times is an avenue to get all of this stuff out. And uh, I've got it all in. I'm holding it in throughout the day or throughout the week, and I'm letting it all out. And I think, you know, it's healthy a lot of times to do that. But I think we have to build it to know where the edge is, what is over the edge, right, what hurts the team, what helps the team. And um, for us to build a play as a team is going to be central to winning these next couple of games just because of the, the, the quality of our league, the, the fights that are, that are week in and week out in our league. You know, you look at these last two games, we got a fair amount of more of these coming our way, and we can't be playing two opponents. We've got to be playing just one. Okay, and when you finally kind of broke through, that fourth and two play was huge and kind of brought you back. What were your, I think as fans and media, everybody makes too much of halftime adjustments. You only have so much things you can do. But you obviously needed to get something going on offense. What was the, without giving too much away, what was the biggest adjustment you made? It did seem like you said like the safeties were coming down and somebody was always kind of coming in unblocked. What, What do you think was the the biggest adjustment that at least allowed you to finally have a little breathing room? Well, um, that's a really good question. So throughout the game, you're always making adjustments on the sideline. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, and so there was a fair, uh, really strong discernment of what was what. And so going into halftime, there was really some good uh, back and forth. I think empty was something that came out of that as a way to, you know, um, really ID what the coverage was, what the, what the rush was, and then using Gary as a runner um, and getting Gary out of the pocket to, again, use him as a runner. Uh, they were outnumbering us, and so when the quarterback is used, we can outnumber them. And then I think it was getting into formations that allow for an easier crack um, at that second level for that safety. Um, and then having certain people do that block. Uh, we were struggling with others to accomplish that block. And then the final piece would be to, um, to connect on the deep ball, which we were able to, which I think is really the, you know, the old school method of if guys are creeping in is to throw it over the top and then they'll back up because they'll recognize that there's a bunch of grass behind me. And, that was it. and we were able to accomplish better running lanes after that completed pass. Uh, to Drew Estrada, I believe, uh, after that, because the cover softened. Isn't that kind of remarkable when a guy like Drew, who hasn't played a ton for you, I mean, he shows up in a hostile environment like that, performs to that level, and one of those adjustments was kind of a nice, slick little move on his part. I mean, those were not just, okay, let's throw it up and hopefully he'll get it. I mean, big-time adjustments on the football. He's got that ability, you know, when you sit down and you meet with him, you know, he doesn't get flustered by very much. And so you appreciate that just about his personality, his character. You know, he wants to be in those moments. All right. Um, big game coming up. Uh, this is, uh, you know, they're all big. I mean, it's funny how we're like, oh, this is a huge game, or this is the season-defining game. And we can say that pretty much every week. Um, but in the media, we like the game we're focused on. This is the biggest game ever, Dave, in Baylor history. Um, so West Virginia, though, with Neil and 
you know, they kind of caught everybody's attention by taking OU to the wire. Now everybody's taking it. To your point, every team in this conference is getting taken to the wire. It's not like, oh, there's a team that just seems like they're going to run away with it, which I'm sure is a good message to your guys. Hey, we're not out of this thing at all because we've lost one. Um, I thought you said something interesting in there. I, I, when I think of West Virginia, I think of, I have nightmares about like those, is it the Sills brothers? Or, I mean, they're just monster, you know, there's fast defensive tackles. You said maybe the stars aren't there as much as sort of they're playing more as a team. But to take a team like Oklahoma and hold them to whatever it was, like 16 points basically, that's, I mean, that's sort, sort of unheard of. Last year in watching them, there was, you could, you know, um, there was, um, and this could be COVID related last year too. And this was, it was certainly COVID related for us, I think in, in, a, in uh, retrospect, but there was at times a sense of independent contractors and uh, for them, a lot of positive plays as a result of it, but it was difficult to kind of pin down, Hey, this is this or this, or that is that because of just the, um, coming out of responsibilities, making plays, right, and, and all of it. Where this year, it's much more, you know, there's better stances, better better technique. Um, there's more cohesion, right? And so you could tell the coaching effort on that side has really taken hold. All right. Um, when you all arrive for the Bear Walk Saturday, um, you're usually pretty focused. You all have nice suits on. By the way, you, you, your suit game, is that it's like a sponsored type deal? You all have like an arrangement or are those your own suits? No, that's like a Mervyn's type deal. I don't even know if there is a Mervyn's. But it would be, if there was, it would be a Mervyn's. <laughs> you all look pretty sharp. Yeah, yeah, when, when you arrive and, and everything. By the way, the next time you arrive, look over there. There's a new, like, gold truck with a trailer behind it. And they have Dr. Pepper floats. How about that? Yeah, I don't know if that's one, something you want to do pregame, but it's it's something you might. Yeah, David, do you have any questions for Coach before we? Okay, all right, there he goes, Dave Aranda, on his weekly or biweekly whatever uh, visit with the Matt Mosley Show. There he was. Uh, good to have uh, Dave Aranda, and uh, we we get to spend some time with David. Uh, Aaron, that David, I gave a chance to say something. That was the uh, SID for Baylor football and basketball and uh, he's he's a, a like a associate athletic director of I mean he's got a lot of titles but uh, anyway I, I wanted to give him a crack and ask you a question and he chose not to he chose to stay out of that now Aaron I'm you know how I'm how I'm way into this Baylor golf team uh, and that was good by, by the way and I, I'll have more golf tomorrow because uh, Baylor is playing at the Colonial in Fort Worth. I love going to the Colonial. It's a gorgeous course, and I may have to make the trip to Fort Worth and go check out the Baylor golf team. Today, um, I'm going to run over and observe the last part of Baylor, the Baylor men's basketball uh, first practice today, first official practice. When the, uh, when the national champions open things up, I usually arrive, and I'm excited to see that. I want to see kind of some of the new players. And then tomorrow, I'll share some of that information with you. Now, Aaron, uh, we now have, I believe, Ward will join um, the uh, Tom Barfield. I saw Tom earlier today. We had a good meal from Rudy's. We both, uh, both uh, wolfed down a sandwich, as we tend to do. And uh, I did hold off on the banana pudding, and I thought that was a, a great show of discipline on my part. But uh, Tom Barfield... 
we'll have a lot. Give me the highlight, uh, Aaron. What's the what? Give me kind of like one interview today. I, you don't have to tell me the whole the whole deal. Oh, okay. You don't have the the deal over there with you. Okay, I'm just going to guess that today is a strong show with you and Tom. Okay, it's going to be a lot of Baylor football, a lot of yeah. Dallas Cowboys. So a lot of all that. Okay, okay, good. I like when you make. Signs at me when oh, I no, put yeah. you when I put you in one of those weird spots and you give me the <laughs> I, you give me the <laughs> that's okay I I do that a lot and Aaron you handle it well it is uh, the Matt Mosley show and uh, we will be back with you at three o'clock tomorrow stay tuned for game time with Tom Barfield Ward Whites and Aaron Sexton good night recently on game time. Welcome in to the program. John Machota from The Athletic. They played outstanding football yesterday.